When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we might as well welcome in our next guest, the guru that is uh, all things AFLW. We go no one better because Sarah Black is that person. She joins us on the line. Hi, Sarah. Hi, John. How are you going? Going very well. What an exciting round of AFLW it's been. It's obviously still going right now, but uh, a very simple one to start. Can anyone take down Melbourne? Because, what, they 13 games in a row at the moment. They look even stronger this year. They certainly do. They were absolutely dominant against Hawthorne. Um, such was the level of confidence they had coming into this game. The mixture handed the reins over to Shay Sloan, an assistant coach, um, sister of Rory Sloan, actually, to, uh, to look after this one. So they're sitting pretty at the moment. Uh, I'd like to see them come up against the likes of Adelaide and North Melbourne, which will come as the season progresses. But, uh, yeah, Melbourne's, Melbourne's flag to lose at the moment. Absolutely. They're sitting pretty 4-0 on top of the ladder and alongside Adelaide. They had a what a 10-10-70 win Melbourne over over Hawthorne. What, what makes Melbourne so good? I mean, we know that they're well coached. They lose Daisy Pierce in the off season, obviously retires, and they, they, they're just looking like they're going to walk this premiership in. I know it's early, and we don't want to go the early crow, but they just look as good as ever the days. Yeah, they've had some really smart recruiting over the years. They've gone for a particular type of player too, so players who can run and carry and, most importantly, dispose of the ball really well. So their kicking ability is really up there and and stands out a lot when it comes up against someone like a Hawthorne who's only been in the system for for a year or so. Um, So they've just gradually built over time and and they've got that familiarity with each other too. They're a very settled line-up. They know where to kick to each other. They know that someone's going to be in that spot at that particular time. Um, And at the moment, that sort of game knowledge and awareness has really set them apart. Absolutely. We mentioned Adelaide there, second on the ladder. They had a 69-point win over the Giants. One thing I'm noticing around the, the, the early stage of this season as well, which is so good, it's been a, a really exciting season of AFLW, but some really high scores as well. I mean, the, the Crows put up 106 points, kicked 16 goals yesterday. We're seeing Geelong kicked 11 goals. The Dees, we know, kicked 10 as well. So a lot more high scoring and free-flowing this year, which is great. Yeah, slightly longer quarters uh, helps mm. <laughs> from the very... From the yes. outset there, um, two minutes longer per quarter this year. Um, and it's just, uh, I think it's just been a matter of time, just in terms of building fitness, building cohesion and knowledge around game plans and the like. So I think, you know, while we are seeing really high scores from those top sides, what you do need to look for to are the, the losing margins. So Adelaide defeated GWS 106 to 37. Last time these sides played, it was 97 to 1. So, you know, that, that gap... It's still considerable, but it's slowly closing. <laughs> it's been a very exciting start. I've watched a couple of games already, and uh, I'm absolutely loving it. Nice to see some new teams in the top eight early in the season as well. Essendon and uh, Richmond Carlton falling a little bit, but the Saints got their first win on the board today. At one point, I looked... I was obviously down here at Crown just setting up for the show. At one point, I looked, it was 21-0, to zero, and then the Saints went bang and kicked seven in, in three-quarters of footy. Yes, yeah, so five to finish in that last quarter against Collingwood, um, keeping the pies scoreless. 
and the final six of the match, I genuinely switched over to the other game thinking it was done and dusted. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the Saints are the victors. So that's a really important win for the club. They've turned over a good third of their list over the off-season, so it's always going to take some time to gel together. Uh, but real confidence booster there and serious concerns for the Pies, who are, who are one and three after four rounds. Hey, I saw you tweet today as well. There's been a little change for next week for Collingwood and Essendon on Saturday morning, obviously grand final day. Uh, where have they moved that to, that game? Yeah, so that one's been swung from the AIA Centre, Collingwood's home training base, uh, to Punt Road Oval. So same sort of area, just, just a different precinct. Um, now the Collingwood men's are in the grand final, the club are keen to use the AIA Centre Oval as a... It's the life site for the grand final. So the girls have been shifted to Punt Road um, and I strongly recommend getting a ticket because last time <laughs> we had a grand final day game at Punt Road, it sold out very quickly. And especially with Collingwood playing as well, I'm sure it will be uh, I'm sure it'll be very well supported. Hey, talk to us. The Swans got their second win on the board this year. They've been a, one of the really exciting teams early doors in this season. Chloe Malloy just seems to have been worth every well, sent and every uh, acquisition that they've gotten over the years. The Swans needed a marquee player. They went out and got Chloe Malloy, and she's just turned the Swans' fortunes around. She really has. She's just provided that leadership and that touch of class to really help break games open that they were lacking last year. She's got a really strong relationship with Scott Cowans dating back to before AFLW. So those two know each other really well. Another two goals today against the Eagles, and she's proving to be the difference against some of these lower-ranked sides. Um, that the Swans are coming up against. So two wins on the board now for the Swannies, um, and they're building really well for the future. Absolutely. Talking to AFL.com.au, AFL, AFLW reporter Sarah Black. Sarah, the, the CBA landed this week. We're going to get a, an increase in games over the next couple of years, 12 games in 2025, 14 in 27, uh, and, you know, it might get a bit bigger as, as time goes on, but positive steps for the AFLW as well. Definitely. I, I mentioned earlier that the Pies might be in trouble at, at one and three after four rounds, and that's because we've only had a 10-round season. So, um, you know, it's pretty cutthroat at the moment. So longer seasons are obviously going to be better for everyone involved. Um, I do like the gradual progression too. Um, I think that, you know, if we just jump straight up to 17 straight away, you're going to see some issues when it comes to injuries and, and body load um, and training load. So um, a gradual progression, I think, is the right way to go there. What, what is the the outcome here? What do, do do the players and I guess the fans and everyone involved want eighteen games? So one you play one team each week, or is is you know fifteen the number? What, what's the what's the happy medium here for the AFLW long term? Yes, yeah, so the AFLPA um, before the CBA was signed, their stated target was seventeen rounds, everyone playing each other once um, by twenty twenty six. That's clearly been talked down as part of this negotiation. So we're sitting at about 14 if certain metrics are made around um, around crowd attendance and broadcast figures. Um, I'd love to see everyone play everyone once. It's, it's obviously not an equitable fixture as hard as they try to get a balance of strength across, you, you know, your 10 rounds. Um, so 17 long-term, that's where I'd love to see it. Who's the biggest challenger before we let you go to Melbourne this season? Who's going to come from the clouds and get them? Well, I don't know about coming from the clouds. Um, Adelaide are looking pretty sharp. North Melbourne just went down to Brisbane um, earlier today. That was a really tight mm. four game. So I think it'll be one of those three um, who will come from Melbourne.
Beautiful. And finally, a tip for the big grand final next weekend. I know you're your AFLW focus usually, but I know you're across all aspects of the AFL. I reckon it's a really good matchup, the replay of the 2002-2003 grand finals. Yes, for sure. Um, I did the prelim, the calling the GWS prelim, and I'm still recovering from that one. Um, <laughs> I do think that it's hard to go past the Pies um, on their home deck. Um, the Lions will really take it up to them, but I think the Pies just have a few too many strings to their bow. Like it. All right. Well, Sarah, we, we appreciate you jumping on, giving us a little update in terms of AFLW. It's been a really good start to the year, and hopefully we'll see plenty more of it uh, over the next couple of weeks and uh, over the next few years it's only going to get better. So thanks for jumping on. No worries. Thanks, John. Sarah Black there from afl.com.au giving up some of her time.